Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is former Olympian James Magnuson. How were you when you got to the next Olympics? Like, how far behind you was the 2012 shit show, the Stillnox stuff? Yeah. Like, were you? did you feel like a new swimmer, new man, or did you still sort of carry the uh, past a bit? Hard one. So I went on this hectic run after London where I went, like, three years without getting beaten, basically. Because you won the world champs. Won the world champs, won the commies, was just, like, winning everything, swimming crazy times. And I was like, this is not my redemption story. I don't really like that word, but I was like, I'm going to right a couple of wrongs here at this next Olympics. I'm just going boom, 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 ticking off everything. And for that first year after the Olympics, I used, uh, I don't know, like the circle the wagons mentality, like it's us against the world type thing. And that Des worked. Des Hasler uses that all the Des time. Des Hasler uses it. Yeah. It worked. It probably worked for like a year leading into that world champs. And then I win the world champs. I'm like, yep, back where I'm Is that a big year to everyone? A bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit. And it was just, but it, I also needed to reconfirm in my own head, like that I was the best. Like I started to question after London, I was like, ooh, like am I? the best or did I falter there like did something looking back on it now the race that I did in London was still a really good race and it would have won any other Olympics up until then it would have even won the Olympics after that but just on that day there was someone better and it is what it is right Mm. what can you do but at the time I started thinking like oh did I falter there or like you know am I not the best and then so when I won that world champs I was like yep right reconfirmed in my head I'm the best no all good we're back on track on track and then just kept winning everything and then um um, about a year out from the, from the Olympics, maybe a bit under, um, my shoulder just starts like going all like screwy. And I'm like, oh. are you the best in the world at this point? Yeah, yeah. best in the world. Um, and haven't been beaten in like three years. So everyone's like, he's that on must, track. That, that must be a feeling being undefeated for three It's years. a feeling, yeah. People were starting to say like white caviar and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, the white yeah. caviar. That's a that's a nickname, dude. That's, that's, some that's always better than that's a missile. I've had a yeah, I've had a lot of nicknames oh, over the dude. years. I guess I it, swimming that. just lends itself to nicknames. Yeah. Right? Are you the world record? Forget the super suit era, which doesn't count, obviously. Are you the still like the world's best time at this point? At that point, yeah, yeah. What is that feeling like to know that you are literally quickest oh. swimmer? Of all time. It's a wig out. It's like the biggest the best wig out. Ever. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell this story to kids when I do like clinics and stuff with kids. So when I was 16, I won the Australian Champs for the first time as a 16 year old from Port Macquarie. And I went to Wet and Wild with my mum and dad after. Nice. <laughs> and uh, we're at Wet and Wild and I go, Dad, Mum, how crazy is this? There's no 16 year old kid here at Wet and Wild today that could beat me in a swimming race. Like wherever we go in Australia, there's no 16 year old boy that could beat me in a swimming race. And dad's like, mate, that's unbelievable. Like you've done so well. Yeah. And then I remember standing on the block on the dais at the world champs, having just won the world title. And like, I just had full flashback to this. I couldn't even picture it sitting in the car at Wet and Wild with mum and dad. And it's like, there's nobody in the world that could beat me in a swimming race. And to the point of there's no one in history that could ever have beaten me in a swimming race. That's so wild. Poor, like (laughs) it's such a wig out. Hey, because you don't change as a person. You still feel like the kid from Port Macquarie that nobody knows. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. 
like nobody in the world in history could have beat me in a swimming race. And it's just, and that's the nature of the event, right? When you do sprint freestyle, you're the fastest swimmer. It, it, it's a complete, like complete and utter wig out. And I still can't get my head around it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you said to me, what's the proudest moment of your career? It would be that at one point I was the fastest swimmer To in have history. ever lived human To have history. ever lived in human history. That is- Weird, hey. That, that sounds is weird even yeah. now. Wild. Like, it's like an outer body, like what the, yeah. Listen to Tom and Eddie. We are from the Hello Sport podcast. The show you're listening to is All Talk. And we're having a chat with the one and only James, the Missile Magnuson. Now, Missile. Is that a weird transition then when you did retire? To yeah, try and be so like- transitioning was really tough. Um, um, from swimming um, I think swimming and again it was probably a product of my career and, and stuff but I had like I was surrounded by people when I swam that was like when you retire we'll do this for you we'll do that you'll get a job here you'll be the face of this face of that and then I retired and uh, you have a bit of downtime like a couple of months or whatever and then I'm like all right like, let's let's do some of this stuff and people are like oh well oh well no like that wasn't actually a thing. like people disappear uh, okay. and you're like oh so you just wanted me to come to like your events and your dinners and meet your mates and you didn't actually have any opportunities mm. um, yeah, tire kickers yeah yeah and you uh, I think you get a lot of that in individual sports and you don't have a club there to support you mm. there is no you know head of well-being at the football club who sort of eases you into retirement or gives you opportunities for further work or study it's just like boom all right today i don't have to get up at 4 30 what does the rest of my life look like jarring yeah so what did you do so what? now i've got my own gym yep um i, I just opened i own a gym equipment company that supplies the commercial gyms and home gyms which went crazy during covid because obviously everyone wanted a home gym yeah um i run swim clinics did you start sorry did you start that before covid and then COVID just hit, before the like, first covid yeah yeah so right a very great great timing. That, yeah it was good timing it was good timing and like i was learning about business on the fly a bit it's, until you've started your own business you don't really know what the hell you're doing yeah so that was interesting now i run swim clinics for swim clubs particularly in country areas um on weekends i feel pretty passionate about giving back to the country and um kind of teaching them things that uh, bush swimmers bush swimmers. bush swimmers yeah yeah so basically just like did all that stuff myself i was like do your own thing like um so doing that and i'm working at the moment on um a couple of learn to swim schools like bricks and mortar learn to swim schools and do the sen stuff um, right for News Corp. Um, yeah, swimming related. Behind enemy lines. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Gone in there. Yeah. Commies so, was really interesting. Like I had to, like I was getting asked to yeah, write some articles about some of the stuff that was going on, obviously. I wanted so, to know about this. Yeah. Love triangles. Well, given what you went through, how did you approach the love triangle fiasco? Yeah, so I was speaking to Kyle all the way through. See a friend of yours or just Yeah, a, yeah. I mean. Fellow swimmer. We're not super, we're not super close but i'd say he's a friend and also knowing what i've been through like i'd like to kind of help out where i can and just give a little bit of a pep up where mm. possible if particularly in that case where he was going through a tough time but i was in like this weird position where i was supposed to be writing about cody and kyle and emma and i'm only a couple of years well i'm four years retired now but i also know them personally and I also know what's going on and like it's yeah weird swimming always has and you know rightly or wrongly or it always has some pretty juicy love triangles like there's been love triangles in the past is there yeah not? there's been, well, there's been breakups and Steph, Steph and Eamon yeah um, Steph and Eamon there was um, uh, Emily Seabom and Mitch Larkin and they were on like Better Homes and Gardens or something yes he, he played up on her or something yeah, like that yeah that's right there's always that some juicy messy. stuff 
But and then, but like you add this one, like it or not, was the most juicy because you have Cody Walker, Simpson, Simpson. Simpson. Jesus, <laughs> every time over here, buddy. Yeah. Cody Simpson into it. You know what I mean? You yeah, add, yeah, you yeah. add, you know, a bit of that Bieber well, fever you, in you there. You put some yeah. Bieber fever in there. Some some baby, baby, baby. We know song, but, song, but know, like it's next know. level. Yeah, it's you next put that level. shit in there. Well, what it does is, so I, I had to write about it from a sports perspective, but you throw in a Cody Simpson. And suddenly you got the gossip journos, yeah. Like right, it's got it's got some Daily Mail, it's got some BuzzFeed, or you know those, yeah, who will grab a headline at whatever cost. So plenty um, of tabloid about it, yeah, yeah. Which you know what, and and Swimming Australia will realise this in hindsight, and and the swimmers involved will realise this in hindsight. It's all positive for swimming. It's good for business. all good for business. And that was what I was trying to write. Like, regardless of what you think about this, and, and it's something I said to Kyle as well. Like, let's say Cody Simpson brings an extra worldwide million people, million eyeballs to it. That's a million people who before that didn't didn't have any idea who Kyle Chalmers was. Mm-hmm. They, they'd never heard of him. Now, whether they love him, hate him, don't care, they know when they hear the name Kyle Chalmers, they're like, oh yeah, that's that swimmer. Mm. So regardless of how it felt at the time, and, and it always feels like a storm at the time and you, you know it's all consuming but when you sit back and look at the bigger picture it's actually a positive because there's now another million people out there who know who Kyle Chalmers is and he went on to win his race so they're like oh Kyle Chalmers is a mad dog he's mm. He's the real 100 deal. freestyle champion. Yeah. yeah. What did you, is is this just, does it sort of give you a bit of PTSD? Like, is it just a media beat up and you sort oh, of see similarities between this time and last time? Or do you, is there a bit yeah, more to it? a little bit. I think maybe people like journos called it on swimming a little bit since then. Probably it's sad. Like, I don't think swimming gets the headlines it, it does anymore, right? Like, mm. which was. Probably fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A good and a bad thing at the time. Like, in some ways, I was probably like last of an era like I was the back end of Thorpey Hackett you know Susie O'Neill Susie even Steph Rice was still around when I first came Liesl. through Liesl Jones Libby mm. Libby Trickett yep. yeah Libby Libby was a big name yeah mm. Nee Lenton Nee Lenton <laughs> yeah I kind of yeah. remember her more as Libby Lenton hey? yeah it's got more of a the, oh, the I'm, a, oh I'm a Trickett I'm a, I'm a, a Trickett I'm a, I'm a Lenton uh, I'm a Lenton uh, look I, I mean I'm probably Lenton but I'm also Trickett yeah. and then you've got Yana Pittman Rawlinson Pittman not a swimmer but <laughs> not a swimmer not a swimmer but, <laughs> but she was Pittman then Rawlinson, then back then to ba- Pittman. Then back to Pittman. Yeah. Where is she now? I think she's Pittman. back to Pittman. She's Pittman. She was Pittman, Pittman Rawlinson, and then back to Pittman. Well, mate, thank you very much for coming in. This has been awesome. Thank Genuinely, you. really enjoyed it. And great to meet Loved you. Loved it, mate. Um, your gym. How to find the gym? Oh, I can just check us out on socials. Yep. Tribe Marrickville. Um, so I've got Tribe 2204. That's a postcode of Marrickville. Jump down. We had uh, the producer from Joel and Fletcher's show in the other day. Oh, yeah. Whipped him into shape. So, yeah, come on down to Marrickville if you're in the area. Bloody oath. If you want to get yoked. If you want to get, get yoked. yoked. Exactly right. Tribe Marrickville. Thanks for coming on, bro. Appreciate Thanks, it. Bro. Legend. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91